It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We've already given you the perfect Pro Bowl ballots for the AFC side of things. We're shifting gears to the NFC side today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy Friday. That's all I got. No clever segues or one-offs no. or well, this is our moments. this is our last conversation before Christmas. Like Merry Christmas would have worked, right? You know, Merry Christmas works. Yeah, but we're also sure. doing a show on Monday. Oh yeah, I forgot about so, that. I figured that would have been a priority on mm. Christmas to wish you and everybody listening Merry Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So we'll have a show for you on Monday. That's a great opportunity to tell everybody Bye. there's a show on Monday. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this show though, because we surely ruffled some feathers with our performance with the, uh, the AFC Pro Bowl ballots. And now we are going to do the exact same thing with the exact same roster breakdown and format, uh, and look at the NFC side of things and make our Pro Bowl selections which was easier said than done it's always a little challenging Maybe. but but you, you can land on what you like they got left off i'll say of course that. of course all right let's do it oh we're gonna start with quarterback we'll do the skill players first i'm gonna fill in your ballot next to mine for bookkeeping purposes as we go Maybe we'll compare each other's versus the actual results. That might be fun. A little smack talk opportunity there. My three quarterbacks, I'll volunteer them first. I'll be the first one to throw myself onto the grenade and say that I did not have Matthew Stafford make my cut as the Rams are coming off of their 30 to 22 victory over the Saints last night. And Stafford uh, elevating Puga Nakua, right? I saw you had that one off comment that this shots fired at Kenny Galladay on social media. Poor guy. Got him paid, though. He got Kenny Galladay paid. Uh, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Jared Goff are my three Pro Bowl selections at quarterback in the NFC this season. I've got Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Jared Goff. I thought hard about Stafford. I wanted to do it. I was close. 
but my gut told me Jared Goff, more productive player. Uh, he didn't miss a game, right? Which I, I don't know. I, I would kind of value the availability component of it. I respect what Stafford's done, man. I, I especially without Cup for a good portion of the season, and you know, a, a supporting cast that I think we're generally underwhelmed with. Uh, and so I, I think he's done a great job and very deserving, but I can only pick three and I went with Prescott Goff, and Purdy. Yep. Same three as me. All right. Running back. Running back. I I'll go first here. This was an adventure. I didn't, man, if you would have <laughs> told me before the season, I would have picked these guys. I'd have told you you were crazy, but these are my choices. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, you love Christian one, McCaffrey right? off then. No, no, Christian McCaffrey is the easy one, right? Okay. Heard about it. He's having a great year. The next two are not who I expected, but I went with Kyron Williams from the Rams, and I went with Rashad White from the Buccaneers. Rashad White, sixth in the NFL in scrimmage yards. Sixth, Rashad White. That's what I went with, man. Thought they were deserving. Thought about David Montgomery. But, like, low-key, Kyron Williams, and this is not even including yesterday or last night, He's second in the AFC in the NFC in, in rushing 953 yards in 10 games, Kyle, with eight touchdowns over five yards a pop. Got to put some respect on the Joe, man. There, there is an article that exists or it used to exist when this website still yeah. worked. Yeah. But there's a tweet that I had that was linked to an article that used to exist <laughs> that proclaimed once upon a time that Kyron Williams was RB1 in his NFL draft class. And then he ran a four, seven and everybody forgot that he existed. And now Sean McVay says, hold my beer. This guy's a baller and he's going to feature him in his offense. And sure enough, Tyron Williams is on my pro bowl ballot is too. Uh, it's Christian McCaffrey be. Williams. I thought he was the easy number two selection behind. Yeah. Mike, McCaffrey what? Like once you look into it, you're like, oh yeah, I gotta pick Kyron Williams. I picked Tony Pollard as my third. Really? Yeah. So I went with Tony Pollard as vital of a player as he is to that Dallas offense. Now I would love for us to not average five point seven yards per catch, but nevertheless, he has fifty one receptions in addition to the workload that he has with two hundred and seven carries this season. So he's getting a lot of volume. 258 touches already. He's such an important part of Dallas and you know what they do offensively when they're performing at their best. Obviously, he's not reaching the touchdown production that he had last year when he made the Pro Bowl with 12 touchdowns. So I get that. But he also already has 36 more touches in two less games this year. So Pollard was my third for that reason. It's interesting. We've invoked five different names here. Between them. my first off was David Montgomery. I picked Rashad White. You have Tony Pollard. So, I mean, that's that's fine. Jameer Gibbs got a little bit of consideration for me, too. Did he? Okay. The other Detroit back. Volume's not there. Uh, wide receiver, we get four. I took CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. I took A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. I took Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. And I took Puka Nakua. Those are my four Pro Bowl selections. At the wide receiver position in the NFC. Those four players are the exact same four players that I landed on. Interesting. Um, who was hard for you to not pick here? Uh, DJ Moore, maybe. Mike Evans with 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. It's the most touchdowns in the conference. Mm-hmm. 
for receiving touchdowns. I mean, those were the kind of guys I thought about, but yeah, DJ Moore was my first off. Yeah. And then obviously you think about guys like Justin Jefferson with, with, you know, what a player like that is, but yeah. the unfortunate reality is he spent a, a bit of the season on an IR with a hamstring injury. And as a result, but he ended up missing like six games, right? Because they activated yeah. his window. He, he spent his yeah. four weeks on, and they had his activation window, and he took the whole 21 days. They took it to like the last day, and then they had a bye week. So it's like two months. And just with some of the, the way that the receivers in this conference are performing, it was just too much for me to put him on, even though like you readily acknowledge that he's probably the best wide yeah. receiver or top wide receiver in the league. We're not picking the best players. We're picking the ones that had the best seasons, right? Right. So. Right. All right. Tight end, what you got? Get, tight end, give me tight end and fullback. We'll do. We'll just lump okay. Together. Fullback, Kyle Huszczyk. Yes. Uh At tight end, I, I really think that there's only three choices, and I think the right two are T.J. Hawkinson and Sam Laporta. Okay, you're gonna you got I'm, Kittle, don't you? I'm I'm gonna do something here. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Through the skill players. On yesterday, on the first show that we did, because I guess technically we're, we're running both shows today. Is that the deal? Yeah, why not? Sure. Friday. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had five different players with the AFC ballot. Through the skill players in the NFC ballot, we have one different player, and it's Rashad White versus Tony Pollard. <laughs> because I have and Sam Laporta and Kyle Juszczyk as my selections at tight end, and and at fullback. So obviously use check with, with the multi-tool weapon that he is in that San Francisco offense that speaks yeah. for itself. Laporta is on like, I don't want to say record breaking tight end production, but he is a featured piece of that. He has become, especially the last m- two months, a featured piece of that offense. And there's just not a lot of tight ends where that's factual for, and his receiving background as a former receiver at Iowa really stands out. And then Hawkinson was one of the guys that got so much of the volume and picked up the slack when Justin Jefferson went down. So I got to chalk with you. We're, we're in lockstep effectively through the skill group as far as the NFC. How about that deal for the Lions? They trade away Hawkinson, get a bunch of stuff, and then just get younger and cheaper at, at the tight end position with the guy right. with nine. Don't have to give the contract out. It's incredible. That's that's the reset you dream about, right? Right. Well done. well done brad holmes all right that's it for the offensive skill positions right yeah all right so we're gonna get to the trenches here in just a moment so stick with us but folks i gotta tell you about doordash doordash is incredible the convenience of doordash is unmatched we're all busy people we're all looking for some extra time and what gets a little complicated is figuring out what you're gonna make for dinner figuring out when you're gonna get to the grocery store well, DoorDash will handle those things for you. They will get you groceries right off the shelf and bring them right to your front door. They'll bring you food from your favorite local restaurants. And it's absolutely incredible. My wife and I, we uh, we used DoorDash last night. We got a little e-noodle, so it's our favorite Chinese restaurant here in town. And um, you know what? My wife was busy wrapping presents. I was busy watching Thursday Night Football. Neither one of us could uh, get out of get out of the house to go pick it up. Oh, DoorDash brought it right to our front door. It's amazing. Check it out. Got a deal here for you. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more 
your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Trenches time. Big boys get some love here. Locked On NFL Scouting. I don't know. the, The saying is big uglies, but my offensive tackles are three beautifully aesthetic football players out there. Now they play mean, nasty football, but these are some graceful, graceful dudes. Cause I got Lane Johnson. I got Trent Williams and I got Penn a Sewell. And those are my three ooh. global tackles. In the NFC. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who'd oh, I miss? Yeah. No, I, I, it's the better question might be, who did I miss? Cause I didn't have Lane Johnson and that feels, that feels wrong to me. Mm. That feels really wrong to me. Uh, here's who I do have. Yeah, here's who I do have. I <laughs> I have Trent Williams. Okay, you had Penny Sewell, right? You had Penny Sewell. Yes. Yeah. All right. So those two, but instead okay. of uh, instead of Lane Johnson, I have a I have a very deserving player, Tyron Smith, who's having a, a friggin' amazing year. Um, I, I, but I didn't even think about Lane Johnson. That's kind of crazy to me. Lane John, uh, T- Tyron Smith, one of only two tackles in the NFC to not give up a, a sack this year. Lane Johnson's given up six of them. Or no, three. Three. I can say no way six. Because I believe he gave up he gave up his first sack in like a really long time to Jalen Phillips on the Sunday night game. I remember that being a big deal that he gave up a sack in the first place. Yeah, he's given up three this year. Uh Against according to Pro Football Focus, against Dallas, Kansas City, and, and and two well two against Dallas and one against Kansas City. So I don't know they didn't charge they didn't charge that one to him. Not sure what happened there, but mm-hmm. I'm going with Tyron Smith right, right inside shoulder and bring the quarterback to the ground. But, okay, we'll see. Uh, how about I do think there's some some wiggle room for variance at guard. I'd love to know who you have at guard. I think I think center's probably chalk, but I want to know who you got at guard. Yeah. Uh, guard, I have Chris Lindstrom from the Falcons, Kevin Dotson from the Rams, and Tyler Smith from the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, so we have some different names here. Okay. I have Chris Lindstrom. Okay. Also uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. I put Zach Martin from the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. The other Cowboys guard. I have Tevin Jenkins from the Bears. It's my third choice. All right. Going into the well. Dotson's a, Dotson's a fun one to invoke because he got traded for like a bag of nuts, right? Yeah. From Pittsburgh. Yeah. They couldn't get rid of him fast enough. They he, like, he always felt like he was perpetually in the doghouse in Pittsburgh and he gets traded to the Rams amidst their bid to kind of overhaul that unit with how much of a disaster it was in 2022 for them. They were, they were, they were on like, who did you give the laundry list of? For they was it the Jets' offensive line? Like how many they played like 
eight right guards this year oh, or something like yes. that. Yes, insane amount that, of right like, guards. Yeah, I think it was eight. That yeah. was the Rams last year. Yeah. So for them to acquire Dotson in the way that they did, and he has played well, he was on my short list, is very, very cool. And I think it's very, very deserving. And I think he did a nice job shouting him out there. Sam Cosme was another player I thought about for the commanders. Uh, wonderful transition for him to play guard. And I mean, I didn't pick him, obviously, but I, I want to give him a little love here. So Tyler Smith, Dallas, and then uh, Kevin Dotson. Yep. Centers are going to be real easy. Frank Ragnow, Jason Kelsey. Yep, we can move on with our lives. Done. <laughs> Best two yeah, centers are... in the NFC, and they they continue to be, and they have been for like five years. So, <laughs> yeah, that one that was about the easiest thing I did was put those two names down. Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Who sang that song? I don't know. The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. No, bro, no chance. No chance. I'm going to come to help with this. No uh, chance. Song song before. 1980 and not a or 1990 and not a country song so yeah no no chance i'm gonna float around produce this thing and figure out who who sings this song uh journey wheel in the sky by journey all right do you do you even know the song that i just sung probably not probably not dude probably not you've we'll play it off air because we don't want to get any copyright infringements and you let me know if you ever heard the song but i would be devastated if you did uh edge group or all six de- defensive end pass rushers. Okay, so I actually I actually uh, have three off-ball linebackers. So I have five edge players and three off-ball linebackers. Okay, that's kind of fun. That's a fun twist on this. You made it more yeah, complicated yeah. than it has to be, but I respect yeah, it. So why don't yeah, you give me, <laughs> give me your edge guys and, and then right. your one off-ball linebacker. Well, I have three off-ball linebackers. So here's this is what I have. Uh, defensive end, Nick Bosa, 49ers. Defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson, Lions. Defensive end, Montez Sweat, Bears. And then edge rusher, Micah Parsons, Cowboys. Edge rusher, Daniil Hunter, Vikings. And then my linebacker slash edge player. It's outside linebacker. I have Bobby O'Karaki from the Giants. And then my two actual linebackers are Fred Warner and Demario Davis. Was that confusing enough for you? Yeah, that's not at all. So Nick Bosa, Montez Sweat, Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. Micah Parsons, okay. Daniel Hunter. Yeah, and then Bobby O'Karaki. And then you had Fred Warner and Demario Davis. Yep. Okay. I have six pass rushers. For my defensive end and then my outside linebacker. I just said I'm gonna take all the pass rushers. I think there's plenty that are deserving because I have Daniel Hunter, okay. and I have Micah Parsons, and I have Nick Bosa. Okay, so they're, they're, okay. we're we're common there. Okay. I also have Montez Sweat, so we're common there. My other two went to Ray Sean Gary of the Green Bay Packers and Hassan Reddick of the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Good choices. I mean, there's a there's a, a ton of players that, to me, make a lot of sense within this. I mean, even Demarcus Lawrence. I don't think we mentioned. Um, right. That's probably actually about it. That would actually deserve um, maybe Josh Sweat. And then also uh, Granderson from the Saints was on my short. Having a nice too. year. Yeah. Good call out there. Uh, and then I would just just for bookkeeping purposes, uh, my two off like 
inside linebackers are Fred Warner and DeMario Davis as well. That was just as easy as center. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Those are the dudes at linebacker in the, in the NFC. So we still have interior defensive linemen. Yep. Let's tuck them in here, and then we'll get to the back seven and go from there. My three were Dexter Lawrence, New York Giants, Leonard Williams, New York Giants, slash Seattle Seahawks, and then I had Kenny Clark, the Green Bay Packers. All right. Uh Aaron Aaron Donald hater Kyle Krabs. Uh Dexter Lawrence from the Giants. Yes. Aaron Donald from the Rams. Okay. And then I have Javon Hargrave of the 49ers. And my I debated between Hargrave and Leonard Williams. Hard. I, I can only pick one. And I went with Hargrave. Are you really gonna guilt trip me about Aaron Donald right now? I I it's no, I'm not. My my guy, it's the same thing as Justin Jefferson. Has he had a better season? Has he had a better season? We're not grading the best players. We're saying have they had a better season? Then then Leonard Williams? Yeah, I think he has had a better season than Leonard Williams. Okay. I think I think you might be able to say he's had a better season than Dexter Lawrence. No. It's close for me. All right. It's close. Well, we'll agree to disagree. I will be the avid Aaron Donald hater. Um yeah, I need to be. So that's fine. all right. That that's your that's your new that's your new spot. That's your, that's your new guy. All right. The uh, the secondary is specialist. Don't don't miss the long snapper uh, decision that we have to make here in just a moment. Stick with us, but folks, you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun, easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. I love the format. It's incredible. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Here's what you do. You select two or more players, you pick more or less in their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. It doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute, and then when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. Love all these sports that are on TV right now, and I love that with prize picks, you can you know, you know, can cross-pollinate between the sports. So if there's some uh, some projected stats that you like in a, for a football game or basketball, hockey, you can splice them all together and develop the entry that you love. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are on to the secondary. Corners? Would you like to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you my corners. There's four of them. I have Deron Bland of the Cowboys and his 10,000 different pick sixes he has this year. I have Jalen Johnson of the Bears. Okay. Have a great season. Javarius Ward of the 49ers. And Devin Witherspoon of the Seahawks. It might be my only rookie I have. I got a few. No, Puka Nakua. Oh, Puka, you that's a good Nakua. call. Yep. yep. Okay, 
So that's fun. Uh, so you said Chavaris Ward was your third. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure these are in any order. I'm just giving you the the names that I. No, I mean just Deron, I, I had the other yeah. two names and then. Yeah, I say that because then, I I had Deron Bland, Jalen Johnson, and Devin Witherspoon as well, so it was easy to copy okay. paste those names. Gotcha. The gotcha, one I had to write gotcha. in was Chavaris Ward. All right, so who'd you go with? In his, in his place, I had a player who has played well this season. Uh, is really the only accomplished player in the secondary. And this defense is overperforming versus our oh. expectations. Do you know who it is? You lost me on the last sentence. I thought I had it, and then I and then I lost it. Who did you think that you it was? Said that the, well, you said the defense is overperforming based on our expectations, which immediately took away Kendall Fuller from the conversation. It's not, yeah, it's not Kendall Fuller. Right. So, uh, so this is a player on a team mm-hmm. where they're devoid of talent and playing better than you anticipated. In the in, specifically in the secondary, or I guess at, at hmm. corner. We talked all all summer long about how this position was going to be a problem for this team, and they weren't going to be able to play effective defense because of it. Oh, it's got it's, it's got to be the Vikings then. Some player on the Vikings. It's Byron Murphy. Okay, all right, good call out. I respect it. He, he's had a nice year. He's got a couple picks. Um, he has moved around a little bit. That uh, secondary, they play some really extreme stuff, be it drop eight or zero and live on, on islands. And that's a hard job. And uh, for Byron Murphy to, to perform the way that he has for Brian Flores this season was uh, some, somebody I thought was worth a shout. Respect it. Safeties. We get three. Did you do the one free safety and two strong safeties, or how did you how did you divide I them up? Three safeties. Just pick three of them. Just lived your life and, and moved on. Who yeah. who are your three safeties, Joe? Well, I thought I thought two were real obvious: Antoine Winfield to the Bucks, Jesse Bates to the Falcons. I, those were the easiest names to put down. And then from there, I debated between a ton of different players before settling on. Xavier McKinney from the Giants. I, I've watched a lot of the Giants this year. I feel like he's an impact playmaker that fills so many different roles for them. And I thought about Julian Love, but I thought that was kind of a recency bias based on what he did Monday night. Thought about uh, Cam Curl from Washington. I just felt like the the guy that I kept coming back to was Xavier McKinney from the Giants. Okay. Uh, no, no consideration to the guy I actually picked as my third because I also had Jesse Bates. I thought that was a slam dunk. And I also had Anton Winfield. I thought that was a slam dunk. So you settled on um, Xavier McKinney. Yeah. Of the Josh Metellus. Josh Metellus is another player I thought about. So if that's your guy, then I thought about him. It's, you know, it's still not. It's Tyron Matthew. All right. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. A little long in the tooth, this honey badger, but nevertheless, he's got three picks. Uh, say what you will about the Saints and and their defense, and obviously they, they just gave up 30 points last night, but uh, they've been a respectable scoring defense, and, and he's only missed a handful of tackles. It's, it's like a 6% missed tackle rate. He's got a passer rating allowed under 70 this season, so uh, just as I kind of did the legwork there and, and trying to determine you know that third spot, I I went with an oldie but a goodie and settled on uh, on Ty Matthew. 
was my last one. Hufanga probably would have been a shoe in if he didn't get if hurt. he was not hurt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, now the reason everyone's now here. we get the real stuff. Yeah. Rubber's going to meet the road here. I thought there was yeah. only one answer at kicker. You're damn right. Let's just hope you got the Brandon right Aubrey. one. 30 for 30, man. To start his career. He's out of his mind. You know, his story is incredible, right? Mind. He was, yeah. like he never even played football. He, wa- he was watching a game. He saw a missed field goal. His girlfriend says, you could do that. And then he did. He just started kicking a couple years in the USFL. And then he's the, he's the answer for the Cowboys. Remember, their season got off the rails. Because of the kicker last year couldn't make extra points. I mean, he just got the yips. Right. This guy's been unbelievable. 30 for yeah, 30 so to start his career. He's been awesome. And he, he hits and, bombs, too. He's in like yeah, 58, he, he, 60 yard kicks. He's seven, seven for seven, I'm pretty sure, from beyond 50. That sounds right. Check. He has not missed from beyond 50. What is, I don't know. Uh, well, Eight of he eight. Is He's eight of eight from beyond 50. He hit two from beyond 59 in the same game. And, and that win over Philly had three beyond 50 total. Yeah. He's so. It's a shame he missed three extra points, though, you know? Hey, right. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it. Don't have to talk about it. Uh, I, I kept my specialist in Dallas for the punter as well. I had Brian Anger down. Same. I think he's top I, I NFC net net yards per punt punter, I believe. He is. He's also number one in EPA uh, per punt in the NFC. So I think he was the right choice there. Which I means the right choice for snapper. I did Andrew DePala, who got it last year in Minnesota. But yeah, that's your that's your process. That's fine. My I I'm yeah. giving it to Trent Sieg of the Cowboys. Uh, because I, I like I said, if you had the best punter, the best kicker, and this is his first year with the team, he was with Vegas for a bunch of years, and if I'm not, like they had Carlson with the like Carlson and um, who's their punter, Cole, like that's like the best punter kicker in the NFC situation. So like, pretty impressed with this guy He's getting it done here as a long snapper. Did you keep all your specialists in Dallas? Like I have Cavante Turpin as the the return guy that I have down. I don't have Cavante Turpin. My my return we, guy. It, go ahead. My return guy is Rashid Sahid. Of the Saints. Good well well worthy player. Yeah, I like Turpin as well. Super explosive. So then who do you have your, your special team or? Ben Skoronic of the Rams. 11 or 13 special teams tackles leads the NFC. That's why I picked him. That is also who I have. And it warms my heart that this is the recognition that he's getting. Do you remember what the, the narrative was about Ben chronic this time last year? Well, he wound up having to play a lot of football for the Rams last year. Right. A lot of offensive football. Right. Allen Robinson was amazing. Missed on, the, missed on this guy. The, the next next step in the the evolution of football, Ben Skoranek. So he's just a blue-collared, big-bodied physical guy, guys. And good, the Rams played him at fourth or fifth receiver. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's like the Taysom Hill thing, right? 
Taysom Hill carves out a very unique role and it, it becomes over-dramatized about like the implications. But then as time goes on, you kind of see, oh, okay, like the team has a chance to get better players and that player falls into the perfect niche role within their roster as compared to being a featured player. And they were featured because they had to be because they didn't have anybody else. But I think it's very cool that Skoranek has pivoted off of I'm a wide receiver fullback hybrid, so you don't know if we're in 21 or 11 personnel. <laughs> and that has settled into a killer special teams role that I think he's going to own for like a very, very long time and be like a coach. But you could be like a Matt Collins type player, right? That is that'd just, be perfect. Yeah. Yep. And as time goes on, he will probably find himself more involved in the offense in traditional wide receiver type ways. Yeah. Because that's what happened with Matt Collins. Uh, I have nine Cowboys, eight 49ers, and six Lions as my top three teams in terms of representation here. I have nine Cowboys. You said Lions was six? Six. I have five Lions, and then San Francisco, I had one, two, three, four, five, six. San Francisco 49ers. I think you have so the Eagles are going to be the big one. You had more Eagles than me. You had uh, Hassan Reddick and Lane Johnson. One, two, three, four Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I only had two. I only had two of them. So this is fun. Panthers, Packers, Rams, Commanders, and like Cardinals. Rams got a lot of the Rams got some good representation Dude, from us. Five. They got five on my team. The Rams. Yeah. By, by the way, Loki, you know, we. We talked about the Rams a lot this summer, just as a, I guess, closing thought with the Thursday night game last night. We kind of struggled with like where that roster was at and reconciling like how competitive we think that they can be. And, and I think where we ultimately settled was when we added the coaching staff layer between Raheem Morris and Sean McVay, we came away saying, hey, they, they, they might be towards the bottom of the middle of the pack from a talent perspective, but when you put in the coaching, they're an upper half of the league team. And now lo and behold, this team's sitting here with two games to play. They're eight and nine or eight yeah. and seven. They're in a position to to close this thing out and get a playoff berth and be a team that probably not a lot of people are going to want to play. They they've gotten some production that I don't think anybody can have anticipated. Kevin Dotson, Kyron Williams, Puka Nakula, uh, Quinton Lake, Kobe Turner, uh, Michael Hacht, I know or Hoyt, I don't know how to say his name. They, like so, some of these dudes like just wound up being things for them. Uh, so credit to their coaching, man. And turning, you know, like mid, like modest investments into meaningful players for them. So good on them. So, and here's where things stand for the Rams. They have two games left to play. They play the Giants and then they play the 49ers. So you take care of business against the Giants. You're going to feel like you're in pretty good shape because the seventh seed you have the Minnesota Vikings and the Vikings are seven and seven. They are playing Detroit twice in the final three games. Mm. Did they play each other? No. So there's no head to head. So from strength to schedule perspective, LA's already got a win ahead of them. Minnesota goes Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit to close. The eight seed is Seattle who the Rams swept. And mm. then the nine seed is the seven and eight saints 
who the Rams just beat and have a head-to-head tiebreaker against. The 10th place team is 6-8 and eight Atlanta Falcons. So the Rams looking like really good shape. I don't know the specifics, but I would not be surprised if they have some clinching scenarios next week when they play the, the Giants. Matthew so Stafford. Stafford. Sean McVay. Couldn't get our Pro Bowl vote, though. Right. When he Start and end with it. Don't wait. It's funny. Come <laughs> circle. That's going to do it for us on Locked on NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We outy. See you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 